Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Casey Woolley. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in. Uh, I am. We are doing an episode that um, a t- a twofold. It's um one an episode that has been requested. Um, it was requested a, a couple months back or three or four months back by a yeah yeah a review. Actually, it was you can look it up on. Uh, oh, review? on okay. apple reviews um of tangled and you know it, it's in our effort to try to you know get unique content out there and all the different aspects of the disney corporation we do often kind of just miss some very obvious movies and some <laughs> of that i will say it's not a very interesting pod if we get on and go yeah this movie's great yeah it is <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't, I mean, we, we did a lot of the, I mean, we've been doing a lot of movies overall. Um, you know, the, we hit most of the major Renaissance era ones. Um, I know we did we did Princess and the Frog a while back. This is one that's been always on our, on our list, but it was requested. And I was just telling Matt before we hit record that, like, I haven't watched Tangled in probably a decade. I, I, I think when I first watched this movie, I watched it. Because it came out in 2010, right? Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> so it came out in 2010. I think I saw this. It would have had to have been 2011 because Nate and I were living in Whitmore Lake at the time. And we, but yeah, so this was like 11 years ago. And that's the only time I've ever seen this movie. So I've only ever watched – you know me. I don't really do a lot of re rewatch rewatching yeah. on most of the stuff unless it's a movie I really dig. But I will say after re-watching, re-watching it yesterday – I gotta say, it's a fun movie. It really yeah. is a fun movie. I, I really did enjoy it, and it's one of those movies where, um, despite all the pink and the purple, and you know, it, it can come across as a little quote unquote girly. You know, that's how I think a lot of people might think about it. But it's got a lot of fun stuff for for both men and women, boys and girls, all the way around. And I well, think I know- that was you know really really well done. That was a big thing in the marketing of it, of why it is called Tangled Versus and not Rapunzel. called Rapunzel, is because they wanted, it, you know, had you called this movie Rapunzel, you would have had a lot of people that have been like, well, I don't want to go see a girl movie. And I, I know, like, I mean, we're we're trying to move past a lot of these labels of this is a girl movie, this is a boy movie. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is those still do exist in a lot of circles. Well, and, and I think, I think, you know, the thing about this movie that's really nice about it is that both Flynn and Rapunzel both kind of have their own story. And so yes. you, you can kind of root for either of them and, and, and they kind of come together and um, yeah, I mean, it was just a fun movie. I, I just, I had a good time. It's not overly long. Um, it's not overly ambitious. It is one of those movies that actually has a, a, a villain to some degree, which, you know, some of the newer Disney stuff doesn't have villains. So it was kind of refreshing to kind of go back to having a villain. Um, and, and it was full of emotion. It was, it was full of, it was full of a lot of stuff. So I really enjoyed watching it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very familiar with this movie and so I still enjoyed watching it. Um, <laughs> I, I, let me place this movie a little bit because, you know, I think this is the the current kind of Disney phase that we are in of movies very much mirrors a little bit of what happened in the early 90s, where 
Princess and the Frog comes out 2009. And then this comes out 2010. It's a hit, and kind of you see this upswing. And then Frozen hits 2013, and that's mm-hmm. kind of this, like, they are just nailing all of these movies now. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of how Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King kind of came out yeah. and kind of peaked at Lion King, where, like, Little Mermaid came out, it was a hit. And then Aladdin came out, another hit. And then you know, a couple years later, Beauty and the Beast and a couple years later, Lion King, like it, it very much kind of this, this grouping of movies yeah, kind of propels Disney into this. Yeah. Cause before, know, because before Princess and the Frog, you had that early two thousands kind of mess. Let's, let's that, just that, read, you know, the Disney air, you know, um, you know, with, with, I think of, of that grouping, the only one that really did decently successful would have been Lilo and Stitch. Yes, let me just read that. That would have been, um, so yes, Lilo and Stitch was 2002. Then you had Treasure Planet, which I actually recently rewatched. Back back up before Lilo and Stitch. Like, let's get late 90s. What did you have in late 90s? So late 90s, you had, uh, to me, the last kind of big hit, um, and it pains me a little bit to say this, it was Tarzan in 1999. Okay, I would agree with that. that, Because before that, you had Hercules, you had... had Mulan was in there. Mulan, okay, so that's that whole traditionally drawn animation tarzan then 2000 hits what was the 2000 movie that oh was it was i mean i would argue that it ended uh you know after this movie and that's the emperor's new groove was 2000 okay but that obviously from a box office perspective yeah like bombed. box office standpoint so, not yeah. great then you had yeah. atlantis which you know which we covered a little bit well yeah. in the atlantis episode it was because it wasn't like the other movies but it did yeah. not do well yeah then you had lilo and stitch okay that's a, okay it did okay, and, and kind of did, did it do well at the box office? I, I think it did fine. Like again, you're not talking like anything. It, it really stitch. The thing they got out of that was a marketable character. I don't think the movie actually made a ton of money, yeah. but they got their marketable. But I don't character. necessarily know if they even thought that was going to be a marketable character until you know later on. But okay, so exactly. Stitch, uh, Treasure Planet, which, which I think everyone did. I don't even think people realize is a Disney movie. I I rewatched that one again and I I enjoyed that movie. But anyway, I, know, but I don't think people think it's a Disney movie. I think no. I always get that I always get that confused with uh, that DreamWorks movie when they go to the Lost City. Event. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Road yeah. to El Dorado. Yes, that's the one I get it. That's the one I get it confused. Oh, wow, with. they could not be more different. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I well, I've never seen Treasure Planet, so to me, they're just they're. Like I, it was. It's all about treasure in my mind. <laughs> yeah yeah. Treasure Planet is basically a retelling of Treasure Planet or Treasure Island. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, um, so then you have Brother Bear. Um, that was basically they went, hey, that Tarzan soundtrack was really, really good. Hey, Phil Let's Collins, Phil come Collins back. And back. Be- yes. Phil, bring Phil <laughs> Collins back. That was the one in the DVD was like the they tried to rhyme festival and best of all. And yes. just doesn't work out. So Brother Bear. And then you get into Home on the Range, which we all know how I feel oh. about. Oh. Um, and then you get Chicken Little. Oh, which <laughs> oh oh jeez okay yeah yeah i man what, I, that, and then what and then you've got meet the robinsons which, which was it, okay okay but, yeah but again it wasn't it didn't do hot by any means yes okay um and then you have bolt which is from is what bolt? i remember um when i read the pixar book um creativity incorporated by ed catmull bolt was the first movie that was like ending production as Pixar and Lasseter 
started to take over Walt Disney Animation Studios. Okay. So Bolt was in there, which again, okay. And then the next one off off the realm is Princess and the Frog. My guess uh, is they probably looked at the mess of stuff that they had and said, we've got to get a princess movie in here. It's well, probably what they said. Because if you think about it, the true, the true princess type movie that they would have had prior to that, the last one they would have had, would have been Mulan. Yeah. Mulan well, or and, Pocahontas. And the other thing in there is, okay, during that same time period for Pixar, you have Monsters Incorporated, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up. Like, well, and that, and that and that's around the same time period that Bob Iger, when he that, that this as the story goes, was walking around Walt Disney World, I think at Hollywood Studios, and all these kids were screaming and cheering for these Pixar characters. And he took a second, and he, at the time, Pixar, he didn't own Pixar, and at the time, he's, he he went back to his board and said, "We've got a problem." The most recognizable characters to this generation are all Pixar. We have got to get that into our portfolio. And yeah. so that makes sense about why they would do that. Now, if I'm not mistaken, everything up through Princess and the Frog was traditionally drawn animation, correct? Uh, Princess and the Frog. So uh, Princess and the Frog went back to that 2D animation because that was okay. the thing. You know, a lot of those movies, you know, Chicken Little, Bolt. Oh, that's right, because Chicken Little, Bolt, it was all kind of, it was all computer animated, but it wasn't, it just didn't look quite right yet because it had not been yeah. mastered yet. And so then right. they went back to the 2D drawn animation. And that was actually, again, I read in the same book, kind of read that it was a little bit of a problem for a lot of the people working on it that they felt like it was a slap in the face of like, we're not, we're trying to move backwards. We're trying, you're not good enough to work on this computer animation stuff. So while that movie is, is amazing, it's again, kind of in the time it was unfairly judged because people had this weird attitude about it. So a year later, then, you know, Tangled comes along. And of course, Tangled is well, computer let's animated. Be very, let's be very clear here, though. Of course, you know, Tangled, they were working on. I mean, Tangled, Tangled yeah. took six years to produce. I mean, yeah, it, it, it the 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 animated program to do her hair alone was a completely separate program that they had to build from the ground up that they weren't even sure it was going to work. Yeah. Um, by some estimates from what I have read, Tangled is the most expensive animated film ever created and one of the most expensive films ever created at $260 million. That wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, I know we talked about this with Merida's hair in Brave where like each strand of her hair had to be... Um, mm -hmm you know, individually rigged. And I'm assuming it's a similar thing with Rapunzel's hair. And I mean, you can't have a Rapunzel movie without hair. The, the distinguishing feature of Rapunzel is her hair. <laughs> well, and the thing I think is really important is, so when you think about in terms of princesses, right? And, and like that, that genre of character, the millennial princess, the, 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 the princesses that we grew up on as millennial kids of the eighties and, and early 90s that is that renaissance era princess the jasmine the bell the um i would even say ariel but ariel probably was more of a gen xer princess i would say yeah. but jasmine bell um pocahontas mulan to some degree the four of them are really kind of like our our generation's princess 
then you get Tiana and, and, and Rapunzel. That's the Gen Z princess right there. If Gen Z starts at about 97 when they're born or so, that means the Tiana, uh, they might've had a little bit of the crossover with the millennial princesses, but the Tiana, Rapunzel, and then definitely Elsa and Anna, that is their princess. That's that's their generation of princess, which is, you know, when you think about Disney, they're constantly reinventing themselves, trying to figure out what, you know, what characters do we bring into our synergy? What characters do we bring into our parks? It's one of the reasons why Frozen Overload took over the, you know, took over the parks for so long because of the popularity. It is shocking to me that we don't have as much Tiana representation as you would think we would. Um, yeah. You know, and we know what's coming. We, yeah, but it took them a long time to do it. But even Rapunzel, I mean, Rapunzel got a bathroom, like, like which are like, great bathrooms. <laughs> they are great, and she got a tower in the background. But, but like, you're, you're right. But, but there's no representation of Rapunzel or Tiana in Disneyland. Nothing. Yeah, there's nothing well, and, there. And it seems like a pretty big slam dunk to do a Rapunzel dark ride. Like it, it would work very, very well. I mean, imagine like the lantern scene. Um, imagine some kind of you know, Flynn Rider heist scene like there it, it, it lends itself very well to a ride. I mean, as always with with anything, you know, I, it, it's easy for us to sit behind a microphone and be like, just put a ride in there. But I mean, there's <laughs> there's a lot of planning and everything, but they have proven like Frozen ever after they moved quick on that. Now, I, I understand Frozen is a whole nother tier of of property, but they, when they want to, they can move on it. But Tiana, like the thing with Tiana, and I think we talked about this when we reviewed Princess and the Frog, it doesn't even have to be a ride. Make it a restaurant, Tiana's place, like that right there in Fantasyland. You could have, you could replace Pinocchio House right now and make it Tiana's place, and you'd you'd be good. You you yeah. would be absolutely good. And I guess technically, yes, Rapunzel's represented pretty well with the bathrooms. Fine, I guess if that's you know, but you know, like like you know, Epcot, they're giving Moana a water, you know, walkthrough attraction. You know, you could do something with Rapunzel's, you know, Rapunzel, her hair, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I just it does now I will say she is fairly represented in the three o'clock parade, the fantasy fair parade. Yeah. The festival fantasy parade, which I think is pretty good. But it's a great float. Oh, it's a great float that I have a dream. Mm-hmm. I have a dream. All right. Anyway, so let's get to the movie. Um, yeah. What, what, I mean, overall, obviously this is one of your favorites. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, like what, what do you like most about it? What's your okay. favorite part? Um, so Rapunzel is my favorite Disney princess. Um, I love the mix of innocence with also this like adventurous spirit. Um, I love the character of Flynn Rider as well, or Eugene Fitzherbert, where he's this, you know, very cocky guy, but the development that he goes through of, you know, learning to care for others and other things. And and I love that. The songs are, are excellent. Um, You know, they're very singable. uh, They are fun. Um, and then, I mean, it, it goes back to my Disney villains theory. It's got a great villain it does. where, and it's not a villain. Cause you know, you know, you can, I think based, unless I'm, I'm wrong on this and please either you call me out on this or someone on our socials or email, like call me out on this. I think mother Gothel is the last kind of stereotypical 
villain character in Disney where we know she is the villain right at the outset. So not like Hans where we, you know, we're, we're duped into thinking he's a good guy until later. And there's no like redemptive arc for her, like in Rye on the Last Dragon, where Namari is clearly the antagonist, but mm-hmm. gets the redemption story, which again, I like, but this is an evil person that she is evil at the start and meets an untimely death in honestly, what I think is one of the best and, and most glorious shots at the end of the movie where they go wide and she's just falling out of the tower. I think is a, <laughs> she turns to ash and just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, no, really you're great. right. She is absolutely the last true, like stereotypical Disney villain. And I think we talked about that when we did the, the villains brackets. Um, you know, she, 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 and the thing is, is she's not, and I said this once before when I first watched the movie, and I, and I say it again, she's not horrible. No, like, no, 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 no. Like, like I, I actually remember watching, you know, Mother Knows Best, and I remember at the Disney store, this was back when I was in Aurora, I remember saying to one of the cast members there with me, she, like, like, honestly, like, you feel bad for her a little bit, because I do think she genuinely does care about Rapunzel and then the cast member was like well no she's talking to her hair I'm like not always like like not every time she's talking to the hair I I think she genuinely did care about Rapunzel now granted the the caringness about Rapunzel was based in the fact that Rapunzel grew this magical hair that kept her alive and I get that um but when you think about some parents that are out there and yes they have love for their children I also think that it's some parents look at that the love of their children is this is my legacy so I want to protect that I mean that's kind of what Mother Gothel does too you know now again I'm not defending Mother Gothel by any means I think she's a horrible person but I don't think she's definitely not like she's not (laughs) the worst of the worst when it comes to villains she's not binding 16 year olds into contracts no um, no trying to not hitler you know know, like the nazi party you know like scar you know Uh, but yeah but but i I think that's what also makes her a really fun villain is that she is this kind of master manipulator and you see that throughout the movie where in the vein of like madame tremaine like that, like, like, like yeah. Cinderella, Cinderella's stepmother. She's kind of like in the vein of that. Cause I, I honestly think that, uh, Madame Tremaine, like, like, or Lady Tremaine, Lady Tremaine. Um, I genuinely think Lady Tremaine had a little bit of a, I don't want to say a love, but I don't think that she absolutely hated Cinderella, but she resented Cinderella. And I yeah, think, yeah, I would agree with and that. I, and I, and I think that's kind of the same vein that we get out of, um, out, out of Mother Gothel. Like, I put, like, Mother Gothel, Lady Tremaine, and, like, Cruella DeVille kind of in the same boat kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like... Yeah. Well, kind of letting... They have other people that do their dirty work. Like, yeah. she's not out on the front lines, you know, doing stuff. I mean, yeah. even to a point, a little bit like Scar, you know, manipulating the hyenas, manipulating yeah, I, the, the situation. Scar, I'd say, completely was different. I mean, Scar legitimately committed murder. Come on now. Well, like, like okay. He legitimately <laughs> committed murder. Like, Lady Tremaine did not commit murder, you know? So, like, I don't know. But, yeah. Not that we a, know of. Yeah, not but she is a good, she is a good, um, Mother Gothel is absolutely a good film. Yeah. So you haven't seen this movie in 10 years. What, what were the things that kind of popped out to you with this movie? What were the, th- um, the moments or the characters, whatever that popped out to you? You know, I think generally speaking, just how 
how smooth the, 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 the movie goes and how smooth the story goes. It doesn't feel choppy. It, it feels pretty straightforward. It doesn't feel like it's trying to manipulate you or like it's going for a different angle. Like some of these movies sometimes, you know, you think you're going in one direction and suddenly you're over here and it's like, wait, what, what just, you don't get that with this movie. It's a straightforward, quick hour and a half movie. Um, the music I think is really well done. Um, I, that again, for me, that scene on the lake when those lanterns go up to this, I mean, I fall like a baby every time I hear that movie. I think part of it, or that song, I think part of it is um, knowing how it was presented in Happily Ever After and, and, yeah. and watching it in that. But just generally speaking, knowing how much those lanterns meant to her and what, you know, finally realizing and seeing them. And then I think the moment when she discovers and like, I think my favorite part is when she discovers that she is the lost baby, she's the lost princess and she confronts her mom about her mother Gotham about it. And she's like, I'm the lost princess, aren't I? And, and, and like that look in mother Gotham's face, like, Oh, you know what I've been caught, you know, <laughs> like that is my favorite part. I think. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I think overall, it just, it, it flows really well. Um, I like that Flynn Ryder is, uh, or, or Eugene, whatever. Um, I, I like that he is, he's kind of like the nerd who has reformed himself. Like, I think we've all been there. Like he's the nerdy guy who couldn't get what he wanted, you know, couldn't get girls or couldn't get people to like him in school. And so he kind of reinvented himself and, and, and he's become this other version of himself and, and he's happy with himself. And I, and I think, and I think by the end, the two merge a little bit and he, he's able to be whoever his authentic self is too. I I really like that. Yeah. And I think that both Zachary Levi and Mandy Moore do a great job voice acting Flynn Rider and Rapunzel um, it, Zachary Levi is, is is exactly the 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 right voice for this. Like fun and whimsical, but yet can be very serious when the the serious points come up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I I you you kind of touched on it. I, I would say there's a couple eye popping moments of this movie, but overall, I think this movie's biggest strength is that it doesn't have many weaknesses. And so, because so often with a lot of movies that I like, you can go, yeah, I love this movie, but I don't really, I could deal without this scene, or I could deal without this character, or this little part annoyed me. Um, whereas this this does not have that. Like, I don't have a part where I'm like, eh, skip. <laughs> no, and like, even the scene in in the the ugly duckling, duckling like, the, the, like, that's a fun scene. Like, did they have to include that in there? No, but it's fun and it, it has some of the most memorable characters it, it almost kind of reminds me of something you would have seen in shrek yeah you know how absolutely. like how, how, how the how the, the fairy tale characters kind of made fun of themselves in that bar in shrek it's kind of what that reminds me of in there it's just a, it's a a place where the the ruffians and thugs go and hang out and but they all have dreams right they all they all want to be something more so like i i think even that's a fun scene um, you know, I think now I, I honestly, I, I love the scene when they're, uh, when they're dancing in the square, 
Yeah, that's she, another really well that's done a scene. Fun scene and, and watching everybody just having fun with her. Like this is the this, they don't even realize it's the princess yet, and and she's kind of like inspiring them and leading them to to, to have fun. You know, like that's what she would have done if she was there. You know. Yeah, the the moment that gets me too is when she reunites with her parents. I'm just like, oh man, yeah, I was balling. I'm, I was I'm balling. done. <laughs> when, when, when when the um when the queen and the princess kind of are in the same frame together, you can see how much they look alike. Yeah, and 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 she, you just see her kind of look in Rapunzel's face and like just looking, and Rapunzel takes a sigh or whatever. And suddenly she knows it's her and she goes yeah. in for the hug. And then the dad comes in. And, and I think the part when like they kneel is the part that gets me when they kneel yeah. down and you can see both King and queen kind of like sheltering her. Like you're not going to take our baby again. And yeah. then of course they pull Eugene in for the hug too, which I think is really cool. Which is nice. Which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the one, this is not a gripe at no. all, Uh-oh. but, but the one, the one thing that I always question is like, okay, mother Gothel. You couldn't tell her her birthday was a week later. <laughs> like, like if someone were to tell me you were actually born on, you know, a week later than your birthday, it like, it's not like I would, like, I would have to, I would question it because like, I wouldn't age that much in a week. Matt, like Matt, Matt, if she were to do that, we wouldn't have a movie. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. And so that's Nate, why it's Nate, not Nate, a, Nate, it's, Nate and I do that all the time. We're like, we'll, 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 we'll call out a weird plot element and we'll just look at you and go, well, then there wouldn't be a movie. Shut up. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, I, this is one of those, like, I can absolutely suspend my disbelief, yeah. but I think it's funny that this whole plot becomes, the whole thing becomes unraveled. If she's just like, you know what? Your birth is a week later. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I mean, and you know, as far as Rapunzel goes, I mean, I think back to our time at the Disney store and, and the Rapunzel stuff sold. I mean, it, when you look at the princesses that we sold, we would always have the bells. We would always have the Cinderella's. We clearly would have all the frozen princesses there. And Moana would come in. Moana was there. But it was kind of its own thing, but we always had Rapunzel. Yeah. We didn't like there always, were always have Aurora. We didn't always have Jasmine. We didn't even always have Little Mermaid. I think sometimes we had it. But Rapunzel was always there. She was a clear, like, people wanted to be, kids always wanted to come in and, and look like her, you know? Yeah, that that was a key thing with, of how the Disney store ran as they had, you know, around Halloween, everybody came back. Oh, you know, it was yeah. all the princesses, ever, all you know, all the characters would come. But then, you know, you'd slowly start to see them phase out and we wouldn't carry all of the characters all the time. But you're right. It was always Cinderella, Belle, and Rapunzel were like the three in terms of like, again, the Disney princess section where yep. you're right. Moana and Frozen had their own things, but those were the three and and they always sold. I mean, and the other thing, Rapunzel um, got the, they, they did three seasons, I believe, of a TV show of as well. Season, of the series. Yeah, we got a whole reboot of all that stuff to where all it, we, they kind of discontinued the Rapunzel movie stuff and brought in the Rapunzel series stuff. And that did pretty good too. Um, I never really looked into it or saw kind of what it was about, but I know she had a new friend and her hair was back and you know, so all that stuff. I, I don't know a ton about it. I watched the first season and a little bit of the second season. I want to revisit it because the end of the first season ends with one of the characters who she promises to help she has to break that promise because of like it, it's for the good of the rest of the kingdom. 
and that person comes to resent her pretty heavily. And I'm like, oh, this is an interesting kind of plot twist. Which is really interesting when you think about Rapunzel's character, because she says in the movie she never breaks a promise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, interesting. And so interesting. I, I want to go back and rewatch it at some point. I mean, I'm, I'm watching so many things right now and doing so many things that I, I tangled the series is just lower on my list right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just got done watching the... Um, light and magic documentary on yeah Disney. that was really good and i'm finally caught th- I'm, I'm up into season four of westworld on hbo nice so again kids not for you uh but for the adults <laughs> listening you, you could definitely watch it just no kids around so i'm yeah. finally in the current season and watching that but yeah I, you know me i'm not gonna go no, you're, and and that's one of those. Series. I it's been actually been a while since I've done this. I will continue to harp on Star Wars, the Clone Wars, and Star oh, Wars Lord. Rebels. Here we are. Oh man, oh, <laughs> I fit man, it into oh, a tangled man. episode. You yes, did. gosh, that's for you, Sharif. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Sharif. You um, and Aiden. You and Aiden. Ugh. So, but but you know, tangled the series is definitely not one that I'm going to be like Casey. You have to carve out time. <laughs> All right, so as we round the bend on this, okay. This was the 50th movie in the Disney. That's right. In the thingamajig. Where do you put this? Like, okay, let's get let's rate it. On a 1 to 10 scale, where do you rate it? And then where do you put it? Top 10%, top 25%, top 50, top 75, top 100 of the animated movies. So, um, first of all, 1 to 10, where do you put it? You know, maybe I'm 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 putting it a ten. I'm gonna st- I'm not qualified with anything. I'm okay. I'm putting it with a ten. I I my gut is like oh you know it's it's the it's the gut of you know you never want to put something at the top, but I'm trying to figure out why I wouldn't and okay. I don't have a reason. Right. So I'm giving so, it a ten. Okay. What about you? Well, um, I would, yeah. I mean, even though I have never watched it in ten years, it, it is a good enough movie. I can I I mean, and from a from a the way it was done. The, the longevity of the character. Like sometimes it's hard to make that rating when it's like you're in the moment. Yeah. Like, I think we probably rated like Ryan, the last dragon pretty high when we first watched it, but the longevity factor of it, it probably is not going to have a lot of impact on. Well, on Disney um, I think I heard that Raya's getting inducted um, as a Disney princess here. Really I, haven't heard any, I haven't heard anything about that, but if that's the case, awesome. But like, I, like I think sometimes you got to step away from it a little bit to know, yeah. but I would give it a 10 out of 10. Okay, so where do you put it in terms of, like, Disney verse? So, like, this is where I start asking the question of, like, do I think it's a better movie than this? Do I think it's a better movie than this? And this is easier to do with the Pixar films because there's less of them. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's the, you know, do I like it better than Beauty and the Beast? I think Beauty and the Beast is a darn near perfect movie. Okay. Um, As close to perfect as you possibly can. Um, It's not necessarily my favorite, but I think that, it's it's close to a perfect movie. Aladdin is is another one that like really really great. I, I mean, it's easily in it's easily in the top ten percent for me. Like top like ten percent for you of all of all sixty movies. You know, whether there's been about sixty movies, I, I can comfortably put it in the top six. There are sixty of them that go from obviously Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs through Encanto. Ooh, Encanto. Yeah. About just it's just kind of in this last in this last round you got Encanto, Ryan the Last Dragon, Frozen Two, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Moana, Zootopia, Big Hero Six, Frozen, Wreck It Ralph, Winnie the Pooh, 
tangled. That goes 50 to 60. Okay, let me qualify this a little bit with, I think it's easily top 20%. So it's easily okay. in the top 12. So it's got the, so it's in the top 12. I think okay. very easily, like I, I don't, I, I could very easily say easy gut reaction without looking at this a list. Would a, this would be a fun, a fun episode for us to do. Where do you place take this? The, <laughs> take the sixty movies and figure out where we place them. We, we might. I uh, mean, granted, uh, I've not seen all of them, so it might be different. I know you've seen them all. I have. I that that well, is I haven't necessarily very, seen them all, but you know, I have at least have enough knowledge of most of them maybe i'd have to watch them all first but that would be a fun episode to do to like come up with our list yeah but, okay we'll, we'll we'll pencil it in because that yeah. that would be kind of fun um yeah i i think it i i think let's look at let's look at some comparable classics i think i like it better than mulan I think it's a better movie than Mulan. That's I not agree. to say Mulan is a bad movie, but I think it's it's better than that one. Same with Tarzan. Tarzan's a great movie, but I think Tangled's better. Um, I I know a lot of people that their hot take is that Tangled is better than Frozen. I don't oh, I don't no. know if I'm quite no, there, no, no, no. but but I but I think the the argument is valid. You're not trying to tell me that Home okay, on the Range is better than Frozen. I actually I'll take this back. I will agree that Tangle is better than the original Frozen. It is not better than Frozen 2, though. Frozen okay, okay. 2 is a masterpiece. In my opinion, Frozen 2 is a masterpiece. Um, um, it's a phenomenal. So you know, you've got you, – you, you have those, like, comparable movies in that, like, tier, and I go, I just think that Tangled is a better movie, and so that's where – probably even I would say it, it cracks the top ten. Mm-hmm. It's probably in that eight to ten range in, in, in my list. So um, real quick, I just found a fun little feature on Wikipedia – shows us the it actually shows the you can break it down in terms of top grossing and you can actually sort it on wikipedia oh nice yeah okay uh, yeah i know right okay so top 10 grossing disney uh animated movies of all time frozen 2 1.45 billion dollars not surprised (laughs) frozen 1.29 billion dollars zootopia 1.024 billion the Lion King, nine hundred and sixty-eight million. Wow, it's crazy Big, that it's still number four. Right, Big Hero Six, six hundred fifty-seven million. Interesting. Moana, six hundred forty-three million. Tangled, five hundred ninety-one million. So one, two, three. So top six grossing. Ralph breaks the internet comes in below that, almost seventy million dollars below, five hundred twenty-nine million. And that says something too, because I don't necessarily know if this is adjusted for inflation per se. I say that's that's so, the crazy thing about Lion King is that that because that's all recent movies, and yeah, I don't think that's adjusted for inflation. So the fact that Lion King mm-hmm. is in there shows how good of a movie Lion King is. Yeah, I mean, may, I mean, maybe it is adjusted for inflation. I don't. It just says gross box office grosses, but it's not saying what. So, yeah. but yeah, and as far as um, then it's also got you can uh, do it by um, by. Uh, like critical acclaim. So if I yeah. click here, let's see here. Pinocchio's got a 99% on Metacritic. Really? Dumbo, yeah. Dumbo at 98, Fantasia at 96, No White in the Seven Drawers at 95, Beauty and the Beast at 95, Bambi 91, Little Mermaid, <laughs> Little Mermaid 88. Gotta Lion watch Bambi, man. <laughs> Aladdin, Aladdin, you put Bambi ahead of Aladdin. Aladdin's at 86. Okay, so where's Rapunzel? Hold on, let's just find or let's let's find it here. Tangled. I believe Casey is. Well, he's looking for that. I believe Casey is on record on this podcast saying he will never watch Bambi. <laughs> no, T- a seventy-one for Tangled. 
Yeah, I, I mean, here's here's the thing with anything critic, where it's it, critics are paid to be critical. Hold on, the range is not the worst. What is the worst? <laughs> Chicken Little. Oh yeah, I, see, Chicken I Little, think, and right above that, Brother Bear, and then Home on the Range. <laughs> I, think, I think Chicken Little makes Chicken Little makes Home on the Range look okay, like. Hold on, they've also they've also got so they've also got um, Rotten Tomatoes. Let's look at Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Pinocchio's yeah. got a hundred percent. I mean, I mean, Dumbo, I, I Dumbo's guess... got a hundred. I'm sorry, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh's got a hundred. Worst. That is, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is amazing. Okay. Oh my God, you're gonna hate this. Chicken Little's at 36. Brother Bear is 37. Atlantis at 49. Oliver and Company at 50. And Home on the Range at 53. They got Home oh. on the Range above Atlantis. Yeah, I don't <laughs> agree with that one. <laughs> but like you said, anything critic, it's just opinion based, you know. It's 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 all opinion based, and um, you know, right now with my sports writing, I do a lot of opinion writing, yeah. and I I actually just wrote an article today that I have become a lightning rod of hate for, and I I'm so loving it. <laughs> oh goodness! You but it's all opinion. Like it's it's, it's opinion. When we used to so back when in the day, my brother and I used to with our neighborhood friends we used to um a fake wrestle in the backyard we had our okay own, we had our own wrestling with the backyard wrestling league backyard wrestling federation my my character so his character was ryan the mammoth woolly because you know woolly mammoth yeah yeah so i because i was in theater at the time i was mr showtime okay and i was a heel i was the bad guy and i used to like i'd come out and i'd call people names and i'd boo and hiss at the crowd and, <laughs> and, 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 and you know it in my theme song was the uh fat boy sun song right about now funk so brother you know that one that was that was my theme song right about now funk so brother take it out now that's how we got to end the show today by the way just say you could probably put that as the closing credit that that was that was my uh that, your, your dad is going to town over <laughs> Oh, he's, he's laughing so hard. don't choke don't die no that's fine i had to put myself on mute before i like coughed and blew out everyone's ears holy cow that's awesome yeah, yeah. that's so, so cool I was, I was i was i was mr showtime ryan was ryan the mammoth woolly my buddy donnie he was striker my buddy robbie was the viper and then mike was the enforcer and then we had the fabulous molly molly was the only female of the group and she she was yeah so that's awesome sorry i digress i don't even know how i went down that pipeline that's fine anyway uh i think we're wrapped up on the show i think it's closing time what do you think yeah i agree um uh if you want to get a hold of us if you want to tell us a disney villain that you think past mother gothel deserves to be on the like disney villains list you can send us an email beers and ears 1928 at gmail.com uh twitter and instagram at beers ears 1928 sorcernetwork.com you can check out all the stuff there um, as always, if you are uh, wanting to leave a rate and uh, review, please do that, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps out. And as always, from three weeks ago, if you are looking to plan a Disney trip, you should absolutely contact my co-host, Casey Woolley. He is going to give you excellent customer service. I and am an, I am an authorized Disney vacation planner, but I don't just do Disney. I do everything Disney, everything Universal, or anywhere else you'd like to go in the United States. Um, I actually just planned out a priced out for somebody, somebody looking to go to Maine. Uh, Ooh, right? so I love Maine. I can, help, I can help you do that. Yeah, I can book for it. area up there. But no, um, I'm with Main Street and More Travel. Uh, it costs you nothing extra to work through an authorized vacation planner. 
So definitely consider me. I can give you all my years of experience. Uh, Zing. <laughs> Zing. Um, but yeah, definitely check us out. Check me out. You can email me at CaseyWoolley at MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. You can also find the initial interest form right on SuperstarNetwork.com. Just fill that out. I check that every day and I'll be in contact with you. So, uh, okay, well, let's raise our glasses. I have a dream. I have a dream. All right. This episode has been on us, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week with whatever we're doing because I don't even know what it is, but we'll figure it out. It's a surprise. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.